This is Lion Fury episode 13, Above the Line. I'm Danny Thomas. Enjoy the ride. We are creative beings and we have great potential in us and we are ought to be very sensitive and especially to energy and to learn about this has helped me to shift from suffering from the sensitivity to using it and now as a life coach. Hey you legends, this week I'm coming at you from Vancouver, Canada. I'm out here visiting a close buddy of mine and it's been an amazing trip so far. I'm really grateful for a number of opportunities presenting at the moment, which I'll speak about more in time. I'm also grateful for the support of close people around me without whom I wouldn't be able to pursue any of this. This week's adventure takes us to Yenish Park in Hamburg where I chat with life coach, barista, Jenny Felicitas Bartz. With wonderful clarity, Jenny shares insights into how to create from an authentic place and honour the huge potential we all have within us. She discusses her morning practice, which sets her day in motion and allows her to stay above what she calls the line. We also discuss the parallels between being a barista and a life coach, of which surprisingly, there are many. Yanish Park provides a unique and tranquil setting for us, despite a small interruption which is similar to that of a World War II air raid. The trees speak, and as promised to Jenny, to wrap up the show, I will read a poem she so kindly shared after the adventure. Enjoy this one, guys. I'll see you on the other side. I'm here today with Jenny Felicitas Bartz, and Jenny is a life coach and a barista. Yep. We, we don't know each other too well, but I've been going into the cafe where Jenny works, and two things struck out to me during my visit to the cafe. There was a little chip in my glass once um, from my coffee, and I didn't mind at all. Like, I was totally cool, but Jenny came and gave me another coffee, which was a really nice gesture and then the second thing was um jenny i don't mean to speak about you in the third person i'm just speaking to the audience <laughs> to the audience that's why i'm saying jenny. uh i was in the cafe and jenny took some interest in some creative stuff that i was doing so welcome thank you for having me and i didn't know that that's what struck you like yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's a little it's a little bit more rare these days i guess um especially with the creative side of things when um, I hadn't spoke about my work a lot and when someone shows an interest it's just it's quite mm-hmm. a nice mm-hmm. nice gesture um, so the the life coaching side of things I'm interested in your journey and what's led you to become a life coach um, maybe to just um, build on that it's it's the interest in, in other people like the genuine interest I'm really curious of what people do and especially when they when they have um, I don't know a p- particular 
energy to them like everyone does but some people just they when they live it they live their creativity and they live their um i'd say their purpose it that it gives it a glow the person just glows and that's it draws me in so that's why i was curious about you because you have that same creativity glow i, I would just call it creativity glow i just made that up <laughs> doesn't um and yeah and the potential that lies in people and how many of them are not aware that it is there that you know like they are demonstrating it in in small acts um in their life in in talking with other people and, and gestures and all of this and they don't recognize that behind the small gestures lies huge potential and when we bring awareness to this we can enlarge it and we can make it grow and become a big and great part of our lives yeah is is this creative glow or this energy something that you found you've always been receptive to like even as a child or when you were younger did you find you had it you were intuitive to people's vibe um good question because uh, it was yes yes um and for a long time it was i couldn't use it i was overwhelmed by how sensitive my body was i was overwhelmed by the energies people would give out unconsciously like not everyone intends to hurt or to i don't know bring out bad vibes it's just unconscious and i was very receptive to that um and not having knowledge about it uh, what it what it means to give out bad vibes and you know like our true nature of you know we are creative beings and we have great potential in us and we are ought to be very sensitive and especially to energy and to learn about this has helped me to shift from suffering from the sensitivity to using it and now as a life coach because i can now turn and sense okay where is that person right now what do i feel in my body and have the intention to help that person grow or feel better and usually that's connected and so that's amazing to um to be equipped but also aware yeah um, yeah of this stuff and then to be able to to be able to offer that in a way to help others is a really uh, precious thing there are perhaps a lot of people who have this sensitivity and it can be quite difficult to just function in the world as you say with yeah. people who have all sorts of things flying around yeah and when you're over when you're so sensitive to it it's um you, you need these strategies and tools i think to be able to um yeah. to be able to to exist and also thrive that's it thrive in this this um that's this. the point to to really thrive and not just exist but it's also about that like some mm. people are so sensitive that it's not even a question of how much potential do i have but it's a question of how can i find safety within me if you don't if you do not feel safe in your body then 
then you don't care about anything. For this creativity to happen, sensitivity needs to be there, but it needs to be carried from deep within, from, from, a, from a place of um, knowing that what we bring and who we are is intent to create. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I, I I didn't I think we get caught with labels like I'm this or whatever. When I refer to you as a as a barista, I think a barista is also an interesting um role. I was gonna ask you what are the similarities between life coaching and being a barista because Ooh. is there or am I way off? <laughs> That's such a good question and no one has ever asked me this. I love it. Yes, there is. Yes. I get a lot a lot of input from being a barista because there you deal with people all day all day all day different sorts of people different kinds of moods um, you know regular guests that come in every day with a different mood there's always someone there that you know you you hold space for them in a way like you know when they come into a room you kind of have to sense who is there and not meet the person who went you know you came in yesterday and um, that's it's it's a training for me so it's a practice um, and I do that intentionally not I don't want to analyze people and like you know how how are you today oh you're bad mood okay then leave me alone no it's more of a okay what do I sense and how can I react to it so that person arrives here arrives here and can enjoy the coffee and have five minutes in a moment and also of course be very challenged i'm not saying that i know how to react to each person in fact i do not and that's exactly what still keeps me in that job is that um when there is behavior that i can't be with yet because it's it's that's the practice to to practice being with everything that is you know thrown at us um and when there's someone i don't know very angry or ignorant you know if, if let's get more precise if, if there's someone who's coming in not saying hello treating me like a robot um ordering with not even one second of eye contact you know all of this that gets to me and that really, really drains my energy if I get involved in this, if I get into the judgment of, oh my God, this person is so ignorant, you know, not even looking, not even saying please or thank you. I'm getting into the habit of judging and judging. And then how do I, how do I apply my practice of being with whatever is and use it for the well-being of the situation? And you know that sounds very ha ha ha, and it's but it's every day, and it gives me great satisfaction when, or I wouldn't say satisfaction. That's a, um, but it it shows me a lot about me. So even this self-righteous place of, you know, why am I allowed to judge that person? Why am I allowed to judge the ignorance of that person? Do I know what what he's been through? Do I know where he comes from or she? Like, I don't know any of this. And to get past that point of the obvious behavior within myself 
Um, and then see how I react. That's secondary. But how do I get to that within myself? And that helps me to connect it to the life coaching. That's what I do in life coaching. I want to get past the point of what does the other person do? How does the other person affect me to where am I? What place am I resting in within myself? And from that place, to strengthen that place of rest within oneself, we get to create authentically. So this is kind of the relation, the practice. That's very cool. It's very cool because the barista thing, it's like training a muscle in a way for you that's mm -hmm. relative to your, your practice. But the thing about coffee is it's a ritual for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it has, a, it has this... My day doesn't necessarily, not me personally, but people's rituals, it's like the day doesn't necessarily kick off until I've had that coffee. Yeah. And it, whatever somebody's doing, it's part of a, it's a very pivotal point of the yes. day. So yes. if the coffee's bad, yes. the service is, service yes. is bad, it yeah. might impact their entire day. So it is it a delicate thing. So you're, you're an, an alchemist <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, it's exactly the, the, the part that coffee opens up the heart it does it does open up the heart and it gives us the chance to go from you know there is like the, the there is like a model where you know the, there is the unconscious in us and then there is the conscious and between that is a line and when we operate from below the line when we are like unaware you know when we're ignorant and all of that that's not we, we don't we don't choose that necessarily But um, what coffee does is it gets us above the line for a moment and we open up and we just, we chat and we're like happy and you know, this ritual and it, it, it has great effect on us. And I don't want to like say coffee is always good, but in that matter, yes, it kicks off the day. It's a ritual. You know, some people actually get out of bed just because they know they're going to get the coffee from that place. and. Yeah, and I, I know the importance of me being there of service with happy. That's actually a cool thing that, yeah, it does kick the heart because I'm always like, oh, it's, it's caffeine. or But yeah, if it gives, that's a cool way to refer to it as a line. How do we get from below the line to, you know, above the line or the neutral place? Um, and that's where, for example, what I work on a lot is... Um, is a morning practice and that sounds very simple and it sounds like maybe I don't know too too simple but it's not because as I said a lot of people wake up you know below the line and not knowing you know why are they so so bombarded with negative thoughts and why are they you know being put down by whatever you know comes up first thing in the morning because when you open your eyes you know there is a pause there is a pause And in that moment, you can choose. So this is the most important part of the day for me personally. The, the pause between my opening my eyes and my first thoughts. So what I do then or what I try also to my clients to you know, be coached in is to widen that pause, but also find ways to to fill it with positivity, you know, to make associations that are positive with it. 
I, for example, the first thing I do is, is say a prayer when I wake up. I, I say a prayer and it gets me in the right frame of mind. And for, to, for us to have a good day, a right frame of mind is, is what it is. And when you kick off your day like that, it's most likely that your day builds on it. But if you've, you, know, you, know, you wake up below the line and you do not, nothing about it, then it's most likely that the whole day builds on that. So all of these, you know, that's, it's, it's a balance, but also to accept how, how, when I, you know, get below the line, because that can happen even throughout the day, no matter how good you started, you can actually, something can get triggered and you find yourself below the line. But what, what practices can you establish that help you deal with that moment? because it usually is a moment. So first thing is to recognize it pretty quick and then, you know, like address it in a way that works for you. So this is what coaching is usually about, to strengthen the ownership of every moment. When you say you have a, a prayer, it's, it's sort of like a mantra as yeah. well. Does that change or do you, do, you, do you, does it change over time or you have a really mm-hmm. set um, it changes a little bit. So the first few words um, I address to God or con- like consciousness, universe, whatever you want to work with, whatever name. Um, and it is always, thank you for waking me. Um, thank you for my chance to begin again. Um, every day is a life in itself. And when I say that, I let go of yesterday's failure. And that helps me. And um, there's a great book from uh, Marianne Williamson, and it's called A Return to Prayer. And that book, uh, she uses the word God. And if someone has a problem with that, I would not recommend it, but it's you can substitute it for anything you feel good with. Um, and her prayer, very powerful. And then there's one line where she says, um, um, as I begin this day, I open to receive you. And you meaning the love, the goodness, the light. That's all I need for a good day. Then of course I have other things that, that follow, but, but this is essential to fill the pause between the waking moment and the first thoughts. That pause is so key, as you say. Yeah. And when you first open your eyes, it's a chance to move forward and let go of what's yesterday or five years ago or, yeah. or what's happening yeah. even 10 years in front and then, and then set yourself up for the, for the day. I think, I think these moments before going to sleep and when you're first awake, it is this reset button and, and what you've said yes. about to just keep beginning. Life is just a process of keep beginning. Oh, um, what do you recommend for the inner critic that is can be pretty relentless Mm -hmm. Um, I see it as a representation of and I'm not saying it's a good thing necessarily but I see it as a representation of how much potential is actually in you so this is a new way of looking at it just for for one for one moment um, because there is a reason that we want ourselves to be better you know that it's it's intrinsic we want to grow we want to really you know do good things with our work with our being you know with 
we want to be of service and we want to do that great the thing just about the critic is it's good it serves for just a you know a period of time in, in one's life always um, and then there comes a time when suffering is too great and it actually makes you immobile so you do not move anywhere so you just kind of freeze and you're not using any of of, of your potential that's too far so I, I think there is a place for critique, self-critique in our lives but in a way that we when we know who we are and our self-worth is not dependent on our work um, and we can really just see you know like who we are and what we do is not the same we are the origin of what we do so to strengthen the origin within us is most essential there will be like there will always be the inner critic I do not think anyone can get rid of it so and to invite that voice to really say I am bigger than this voice I do not have to you know be made small by it so it, it doesn't have any power over us but for that self-awareness is very crucial because it can happen in a moment where we just miss the point that we fall under the spell of the inner critic because if that happened we're kind of in a in a trance and then we get fearful very very fearful because we're lost we do not know that we're you know our self we don't know about our self-worth and we don't know about our origin in that state of mind so fear drives the inner critic to become more powerful but in a way if he is I, I say he it doesn't have to be he but it's just um the inner critic if if it's present in you in that moment make the choice as you said from the start make a choice who am i can i really be this criticized and you know does that does that have to make me small no it doesn't i can listen hear it out and have my own opinion so be you know above it in a way but that's again the pause you know you need the pause to really say okay is this the critic or is this because it sounds the same it has the same voice as us but it's not yeah yeah that's spot on <laughs> um <laughs> no that's very true and the and the um yeah not not being defined by your work or what you do but being being strong in your in your own self-worth yeah um, yeah and see the work as self-expression rather than doing it getting approval and then you know have your self-worth set no you're doing that because you want to express something you have something to give you have a message to give you have all of this and that comes becomes more important than the criticism and when that happens when you have so much meaning in you and you really because you do you know when you're aware of the meaning in you then the critic is small it's it's good it, it leads us somewhere and it's like okay maybe this not maybe you can but no because I've read a uh, quote the other day and I love it because the inner critic critic drives us to perfection and to be honest perfection does not exist just put that here does not exist you can have a moment where you feel really good and but no 
And the quote was, perfectionism is the refusal to let yourself move ahead. And that refusal binds you to your past, to negativity, to, you know, not letting out what wants out by itself. The soul, if we want to speak soul, or the heart, or the creativity in us, um, is not concerned about, you know, having done something. It's finished. Like, it's, it's more exciting for the soul and the heart to say, I am creating a painting, rather than, I have painted last week, you know, like, or I am creating, if we go big, I'm creating the life I want to live, and I'm practicing at getting better and better and better every moment. I'm getting more tender with myself, and, you know, I don't want to, like, rather than, I have lived a good life, like, you want to say that at the end, but the excitement is in the anticipation and the, in the process. The process. Yeah. I was going to say process. Yeah. It's, it's much more in the process of, of doing and the, and the presence um, as opposed to being somewhere else, the past. Or, yeah, yeah, it's enjoying the process because the, it, it, always, it is cliche, but it's, it's always just the present moment that we have that changes the next moment That's it. and enhances it. But I, I think these, these really, it's really strong, this, this idea of the pause, being aware of the pause and this idea of how do you get above the line. Mm -hmm. they're, they're really strong um, uh, ideas, principles to me, um, I think, that are really useful. useful uh, and acknowledging that we are fallible, flawed human beings, yeah. and it takes it takes this awareness, this continual awareness, to be able to um, stay on top in the, these moments and grow grow from this stuff. That's the practice. And I, I've actually stopped talking about failure on the show because I used to sort of say, oh importance of failure and this and that but I just am believing less and less that failure exists because wow that's a big yeah I mean you, you can you can totally fall flat on your face absolutely if you want to call that failure but actually it's how you how you deal with it and grow from it or whether you stay stay on the floor so it's about lessons and growth and what can I, how can I learn from this situation and be better for it? Yes. Um, and I always say it's easy for me to say this if somebody, you know, somebody has experienced loss, trauma or to even just be able to get out of bed could be impossible that time. That's totally understandable. But yeah, it's how, how we how we deal with this stuff and grow from it. Yeah, so that's the that's the thing of accepting where you are in a moment because that's that's where, for example, I agree with the failure, um, and I want to bring in the, the the concept of resilience a little bit. 
um, it's it's very popular at the moment to talk about resilience and you know like all of this. But the understanding that I had for a long time was. Wait. <laughs> Well, last week on the show, we had a giant shipping boat. I was talking about intuition. Okay. And I was like, oh, what's your instinct? And then this big boat just went... <laughs> so this week, folks, we have a plane which was right over our heads. Like five meters <laughs> like It was like a million... We're actually in this beautiful park, which I haven't said to listeners yet. Um, it was Jenny's cool idea to come to it's Yenish's Park, yeah? Yenish Park. Yenish Park yeah. in Hamburg. Yeah. And I haven't been here before and it's an amazing uh, it's a really cool park. And apparently apparently Hamburg's oldest tree is here. Did, oh, did I you didn't know, know that? No. <laughs> but I wanna go. I thought maybe How we could try and find it. it. <laughs> I did see some people on the way through looking at a, a trunk, like a cut, maybe. Uh-huh. There, but there's some there's some serious um, tree history. Serious? <laughs> in this serious tree history in this park. Yeah, let's be serious about it. <laughs> no, like there's some really ancient okay. ancient trees apparently. Yeah, um, you can but, just feel it. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really cool, cool spot. But yeah, that plane came out of nowhere, so... Um, <laughs> Part of the adventure, guys. <laughs> uh, I read on your site um, your ideas to do with, and we've already touched on this, but self-discovery, awareness, and choice. Mm-hmm. And this, would you say this is, with your clients, this is a kind of foundation for, for things to, to, come, to come from? Mm-hmm. Um definitely is the well the basis always to know what you stand for like it's it's you know what are your value what do you value in your life what do you really would not compromise with or from i don't know what the right word is and and then build your choices on that and in each moment of course like not not be so concerned about what is going to come of this, but to know that when I know my value and I can feel it in my bones and, you know, really feel this, how do I make a choice then and not be concerned? Of course, there are factors that influence your choices, but most importantly, and is the main ingredient of choice, is the, the value part and what choice reflects which value and you know, this is very and self-awareness is needed for that because a lot of people don't know what they stand for they don't know their values and they don't know what they honor um yeah and it's it's a big practice again which or process whatever you want to call it it's like it's always it always is but with this um i find it very helpful to move ahead quickly easily and clearly um, and be okay with if that choice is not okay because you knew why you made that choice and that you have honored in a moment where you made the choice uh, your value you have honored it and wherever it leads to you can handle it because you, just, you stayed true to yourself as you say to truly be comfortable in your own skin 
and uncompromising in your values um, and then to be able to have all the tools that you've talked about especially if you're very sensitive uh, to the world and the energies that are flying around yeah take care of yourself take care yeah. and reflect really reflect and, and question what someone might have given you in the past and question that do I want this if you don't leave it you know practice not reacting to it anymore yeah it's spot on what's the best way people can find you well definitely through my website or they come to have a coffee <laughs> <laughs> well this is what I'll say because this, this is the this is the crazy uncanny thing is is um you know I'm I'm looking for guests in line with exactly what you do and you have such an amazing uh, um, message to offer listeners and tools and um, so I was sitting in the cafe where I spend most of my days and I see the life coaching card and I'm like oh there's a life life coach great I'm, I'm gonna put that on the list today to email this this life coach and then I thought oh I'm trying to procrastinate from what I should be doing right now, so oh, I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna look at the website um, right now because I need to email today. Yeah, and then I go on the website and I realize it's you, <laughs> and you're standing you're standing at the counter, <laughs> and, and, I'm free. and then when and then so I thought I thought oh, I won't I won't disturb you, busy. And then but then when you you came over for a second, I had what you call the pause. Yeah. And I acted Divine in the pause, pause. and I literally, I think I just straight, I didn't even, I was just like, you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> and then that was and really what's cool. what's your name? <laughs> so, so the pause. I could be talking about weird stuff here. <laughs> so again, the point of it is, is I was searching and the, you know, um, what we can mutually share together to, to the audience yeah. was right in the space that I was in and to make that happen so fast. Yeah, we're both really doing our job. We're like, you know, following the impulse within. We're doing exactly what we need to do in each moment, but procrastinating, just doing the work and then divinely guided to, you know, this moment right now. Like it's, yeah. Absolutely. And that's, a, that's I'm very grateful for that. So yeah. It's very cool. I'm grateful too. Thank you for having me, having these great questions. Absolutely, absolutely. So your website is? Uh, JennyFelicitas.de Yeah. Okay, I will add it in the um, in the notes and things like that. And the last thing I was, do you have an interest in poetry as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I love to write poems. Um, I actually write morning pages. I don't know, some people are familiar with that. Um, I do that to clear my mind in the morning, to, you know, enlarge in the pause and get to a deeper space within me. And right after that, each morning I write a poem. And sometimes they suck, <laughs> and sometimes they're great, and sometimes they're fun, and, you know, like, it really... So yeah. after you've done the morning page and you've cleared, you've, like, defragged the brain, then you do the poem? Yeah. Ah, cool. Sometimes it comes out straight away, but usually after that. Um, and it, I don't know, it... It gives me so much. I've mm. not, like, I haven't found anything like that in anything else. It's really rewarding for me. To finish the show, do you have a poem that you could uh, off the share? Head? I don't think I can do that. Off. If you want to send me one, I could read it. But if they're personal to you, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I would love to send you one. If you send me one that I can read, I'll, re- I'll read it. Okay. Um, but if it's personal, no problem. No, not at all. I would love okay. for that. That's okay. a cool so idea. Okay, so Jenny will send, send me a, a poem and I'll read it to you guys to, to finish the... That will finish the show. Nice. So Thank we you. we might walk back and we might try and find this um this ancient tree or something as we walk back and I'll let I'll let people know how that goes. <laughs> I might write a poem about it. <laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> the ancient tree. But um thank you thank you for doing the work that you do and I have every confidence that it's just gonna grow and grow and go great places for you. Um just think it's really cool that we were able to connect in this way and and share that so thank you yeah thank you thank you your energy and your questions and how much you are of service and how sincere you are about this i can really feel that very deeply so thank you So as promised to Jenny, I'm going to recite the poem that she's so kindly written after our adventure. And the poem she's written is called My Ancient Tree. So thank you for that, and I'll do my best to recite it. So here we go. I'm writing from a place within, all stories that are lived in skin. Lines of nature telling these as healing rings in ancient trees. To find the tree is life's intent. It's how the rich, their riches spent. Where is this tree, they say is old, with roots blood thick and leaves in gold. It's hidden somewhere far and deep. To reach you first, you must take a leap into a story yet unknown. Beyond your skin will it be shown. You see, you pause, you jump. You hold the ink. Write lines in me. I am the map, my ancient tree. <laughs>